Welcome to the UK Travel Planning Podcast. Your host is the founder of the UK Travel Planning website, Tracy Collins. In this podcast, Tracy shares destination guides, travel tips, and itinerary ideas, as well as interviews with a variety of guests who share their knowledge and experience of UK travel to help you plan your perfect UK vacation. Join us as we explore the UK from cosmopolitan cities to quaint villages, from historic castles to beautiful islands, and from the picturesque countryside to seaside towns. Hi, and welcome to episode 52 of the UK Travel Planning Podcast. This week, Doug and I are actually sitting in a hotel in York, England, because Doug has just joined me in York from a five-day trip to Wales. So I thought it would be a good opportunity in this episode to talk to Doug all about his trip to North Wales. So, Doug, should you would you like to introduce yourself? Hello. Um, yeah, it's great to be on again. I'm so uh, so excited. I had a fantastic week in North Wales. Beautiful weather and lovely people. And ah, oh, it, it's just the, the week's actually flown by. I've had the most fantastic week. So yeah, so this is actually the first podcast episode that we've actually had a chance to talk about Wales. Um, and I thought because Doug's just spent five days there um, exploring it, trying out uh, lots of public transport and trying out lots of the trains um, and exploring it. And um, obviously the logistics of planning it all took some time. Um, so it'd be a good chance to actually just say, go through um, what he did, where he went, how he planned it. Uh, for those of you who are considering a trip to um, North Wales uh, in your uh, visit to the UK. So let's start off, I guess, Basically, if, would you like to give a brilliant overview of your um, trip and where you went and what you did? Yep. Okay. So first off, I went through our Facebook group and seen where comments or questions have, have, uh, have but you know been posted when people have asked questions about the many heritage uh, railway lines in North Wales. So that seemed like a, a, a good starting place. So once I'd armed myself with a list, I found myself a map of Wales and found out where all these the heritage train lines run. And then naturally what I thought was, where am I going to base myself? So I came to the decision I would stop in Bangor in Gwyneth, that's North Wales. Before going any further, I just need to point out my apologies for any Welsh speakers. Uh, my pronunciation is probably very, very poor. Uh, and I do apologise, but I'll do my very best. It's better than mine, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, I... I so once I've armed myself with the services I wanted on, that included the um, Snowdonia Mountain Railway and the Langothlan Railway and the uh, Festiniog Railway and Welsh Highlands Railway. So once I found when they where they were and when the services run and whether it should have been diesel or steam, I'll come to that later on. Um, it was a question of finding a the whether available that day, whether there were still spaces those days, and how they all fit in together. So I want to do one area, then to another area, and to another area. So once I found those, it was a question of, well, can I then book them? Yeah. And so we completed all that. We did that together. And and then I thought, well, we need to find a hotel to stay in. So on this trip, I decided I was going to do all with public transport, didn't yes, I? Yes, yeah, absolutely, yeah. That was a decision rather than hiring a car um, because, obviously, we just know the sort of questions that we get in the Facebook, uh, Facebook group. And also, we have done itinerary consults with people who have been intending to go to North Wales and 
Um, I know some people have asked us before about um, public transport. And because we do like to look into the use of public transport uh, around the UK, like we did the, the Lake District last year, we based ourselves in uh, Windermere to, to see about how you could get around. We felt that it would be a really useful thing to do for actually for, for you to actually plan your trip using public transport only. Yeah, that's right. And obviously it's, it's slow because you then got to start looking at bus timetables and uh, in North Wales I found different bus providers yeah, as well. Yeah. So it was a question of finding which bus service covers which area. For example, I found the Gwynford coaches, um, they provide the uh, bus service to Snowdonia. So you have to find one to uh, Lamberis, which is a little uh, town there, a beautiful town. So, but once I found all the, the correct buses, then it was a question of finding the bus tickets. And I, I did find, and I was very impressed, I was telling you about, I was very impressed with Arriva um, uh, coaches or Arriva buses. They have some very good day passes, day bus, uh, bus tickets. Yeah. And they were incredibly helpful. The, the bus drivers are very, very friendly, very helpful. You know, you're getting off a bus, you've never been somewhere before, and you ask them where the bus stop is for the return journey, and it's, just over there, I'll point you down there. Yeah. And I was really impressed with them. Can but- I just rewind? I just want to rewind a bit, actually, because I know you said, so when you were deciding on the places that you wanted to go to, you there were the four different railway lines that you wanted to do, those kind of heritage railway yeah. lines. But also, what about actual destinations, as in places in North Wales that you wanted to go to and see? Because obviously... Mm. People talk to us about those railway lines, but there are other things to do in North Wales. Oh. So I guess they were included in your itinerary planning. That's right. No visit to North Wales would be complete without looking at the castles. Yeah. There's such a concentration of castles in North Wales. Um, so I mixed the days up. I also wanted to do uh, one particular tour that appealed to me, uh, three castles tour, and is also visiting the Snowdonia uh, National Park uh, for a viewing point. Yeah. Which, wasn't that sure the railway? The viewing point was absolutely spectacular. So I was really privileged to be um, on, on that on this um, tour, this tour as well at the same time. And they we also went to uh, Landidno for the Great Orm, which yeah. I'd already done another day. So lots of information there. Let let me go through my day, shall yeah, I? Yeah. So I first arrived into Bangor, and the hotel I'd chosen. Oh, we chose together. Yeah. It was a hotel called the Trax Hotel, T R A X. Yeah. And that was literally across the road from the train station. Okay. And value for money, I was impressed with it. And the lady who uh, was running that, a uh, lady by the name of Wendy, there's a few challenges along the way, but she was absolutely fantastic. Yeah. I can't thank her for enough and how kind she was to me. Yeah. You know? So that was perfect for me. And then, believe it or not, the uh, buses I needed to catch, I could also catch some seconds from there. So on that very first day I arrived, I um, also caught the train from Bangor to a place name. It's the second longest place name in the UK, the second in the world. I'm not going to try and say it, but it is known locally as Fanfare PG. And it's 58 letters long. Wow. And it's just an amazing place. So it's a photo opportunity. And you've got a photo with yourself at the sign. I did notice that. I, so we'll definitely put that in the show notes so everybody can see you standing at the sign at the of the second longest. UK place name. UK place yeah. name. Yeah, I think there's yeah. a place in New Zealand that uh, I think right. is the longest. So it's yeah. the longest in the UK, but second longest in the world. world that right, wow. 58 letters long. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so I did that on the first day because 
that's only uh, six minutes on the train from Bangor, which was absolutely fantastic. And that's just across on the Isle of Anglesey. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. So that was the first day. And then on the second day, I bought the early morning bus from Bangor to Snowdonia. Yeah. And I went up on the uh, Snowdonia Mountain Railway on a beautiful, hot, sunny day. And the, the, the views are absolutely breathtaking. So I'll just say this was obviously the beginning of June that Doug did yes. this trip. Um, and the weather in most of the UK has been absolutely fantastic over the last week, but particularly um, in the West Coast and in Wales was, was amazing. Oh, it, was it was really, really lovely weather, yeah. um, which made it even better because I know the views were spectacular oh. with beautiful blue, it's blue skies. It's views. You don't know where to look. Yeah. And honestly, the photos and videos do not do the place justice. Yeah. Um, and it was wonderful. Unfortunately, the, the, the train... Uh, the Cog Railway doesn't go all the way to the summit at the moment until 24th of June, I believe, uh, because of, I think it was, uh, the work isn't completed from over winter, I think. Yeah. So that was a good chunk of the day. And then I was going to catch the bus to a place called Betsy Coward. Again, apologies say I say that wrong. And then I was going to join the main train line to Blino Festing, the old yeah. train station. But we'd ordered on that week before. Yes. So I returned by bus to uh, Bangor and then caught the uh, train again to Clandidno. And from there, I caught the tramway to the summit of Great the Great Orm, which is the headland at Clandidno. Okay. And there's just a lot of history involved with that. There's a bronze mine there as well, and it's absolutely fascinating. Now, my plan was to go one way to the summit on the tramway and then returned by the cable car. Yeah. But unfortunately, that afternoon, the wind had increased in speed. So, unfortunately, the cable car was not running. So oh, I, so they, I, they don't run it when it gets too windy, which yeah. I guess is like safety, safety issue. Yeah. So I was forced yeah. to come back down on the tram, which was an absolute hardship. Oh, it really right. was. It, was. it was awful. Um, so well, That's worth bearing in mind, I guess, if anybody's planning to do that, is that obviously bearing on the weather can impact on whether you can do mm. the cable car. Yeah. And... That was, um, you can buy a return ticket for that one if that's what you, you're planning on doing. But it's, it's really nice. It's a very pleasant place. One interesting thing I found about Clandidno, which I didn't know at the time, was the um, Clandidno was the birthplace of uh, Lewis Carroll. Oh, right, the yeah. The writer of uh, Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, so yeah. there's about 1340 wooden statues there. And there's also locally the, the starting a free walking tour. All right. So, so what are the statues of? All the characters from oh, Alice right. in Wonderland, uh, okay. the rabbit and oh, yeah. Alice herself yeah. and yeah, cool. various places. So that was that first day. Um, absolutely fantastic day in Snowdonia. And then the second day I went on the um, tour and that that covered uh, Conway Castle, Carnarfon Castle. Uh, but also went again to uh, the Great Orm and lots of other little places to stay along the way absolutely fantastic so with that tour did you did you go and meet the tour at a particular place how yeah. did that work yeah we met the tour at um just outside the train station at Clandidno, and and then i think so we left uh, about half past eight in the morning returned about half past five okay and that was yeah. a um i know that was it with adventure to snowdonia so we will yes. put a link in and the show notes to that too, because I know you absolutely loved it. You were raving about it after that day, just said how I, excellent I was. it was. Yeah. And uh, I hope they get back to the young chap, the, the uh, tour guy was a guy called Freddie, who was absolutely outstanding. His enthusiasm was, you know, 
his warmth came across to everybody. Yeah. You know, it was absolutely marvellous. So including that was the Conway Castle, Dolbadan Castle, probably saying that wrong as well, Carnarvon Castle, Plasmauer, which is a, the Grand Hall in um, in Conway, and the world's, sorry, the smallest house in Great Britain, uh, which is absolutely amazing. It was a tiny, tiny little house. And can you believe it? It was a six-foot-three fisherman who used to live in there. Oh, really? And yeah. I've seen the photos of how small it is. It's yeah. really tiny. And do you have to pay to get into that? Yeah, it's about it's £1.50, but that is cash only, that one. Okay, yeah, all right. Yeah, okay, that's, that's good to know. know, yeah. And so that was a whole day there. And then the following day, I went by train again to uh, uh, Rue Abbon. I think I said that's just outside Wrexham. Yeah. And then I caught the bus to Bangothlan for the railway service from there. And that's... 10.30 till uh, about 12. And it absolutely amazing. Went the full length. Um, so where does that go to? So that, I can't remember the name of the place. Oh. Corwin, I go oh, to Corwin. Yeah. Um, it's just open. Special word there for one of the uh, the conductor there, a gentleman by the name of Ross, who kind of consented to a little video for myself. Um, you can include yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, well. yeah. That was brilliant. And uh, I will include that in the show yeah. notes, actually, because he gives Doug a little interview. He about was it. outstanding. A yeah. game, you know, the face of the company, you first thing you walk in, he's welcoming, he was kind, considerate, and again, his energy was just abounding. Yeah. So uh, good views on that with that train trip? Yes, it was, because I was going to say this later, I'll say it now, this day and the following day, there should have been, there were scheduled on the timetable for steam train services, but mm-hmm. because of the prolonged hot weather, the risk of line side failure, uh, fires is quite huge. Yeah. And yet on the day before, there had been a little fire. So it was diesel trains running, but in no way did it sort of dampen the, the experience, you know. And it was th- that Ross, it was just his enthusiasm was abounding. And yeah. so it was two heritage uh, diesel units or DMUs, if, you, if you're in the know. And both uh, outward journey and return. I sat just behind the driver, so I've got lots of photos. That I did share some on the on the um, on the group as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. So, but a wonderful day. Uh, everything from start to finish, from walking in Langothland railway station to leaving, it was an absolute job, particularly to a train person like myself. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but again, the weather was absolutely Perfect, beautiful. Yeah. yeah, it really was. So I returned then by bus to uh, to Bangor oh, that day, and. Uh, yeah, and then I had a walk round Bangor that night as well, down to the uh, down to the pier, and uh, for some beautiful views of the Menai Strait and the, the Menai Bridge, and it was oh, really, really, yeah, a beautiful evening. But there's a lot of those um, towns. And that's over to that, Anglesey, I should just say. Yes, that's right, across to Anglesey, and uh, the little island there called Puffin Island. All right, which you can get uh, boat uh, boats out to. So that was that day, and then the following day, I. I had a very long day this day. <laughs> I caught the, the bus to um, Carnarvon for the Best in New York Welsh Highlands Railway. Again, this should have been a steam train. It was get, timetable was a steam train, but unfortunately it wasn't. And um, again, a special mention to the conductor on that train, a young lady by the name of Becky, who was, again, such warmth and helpfulness. She walked up and down the train answering questions. Just wonderful. And I also sat next to a, a family. Absolutely uh, very engaging, you know, a lovely family day out. And it was just so friendly. So then after that, I, I caught the bus back to uh, Carnarvon and, uh, yeah, had another quick look round, bang and, and that was that, really. Yeah, yeah. So 
obviously you've done the the, the four railways and, and they were really exciting and, and you enjoyed all of those. Obviously met some fantastic people on the trains and the staff running the oh, trains. Yeah. So that was great. Um, what about, I know you, you visited some of the castles. So just want to talk about what, what, how did you feel about some of the castles that you visited? What, what, do, you, do you have a favourite? I probably prefer Conway Castle um, because the town has such a lot to offer as well. There's not a lot to choose between Conway and Carnarvon Castle. They're both absolutely got fine history and a lot of story to tell on their own. Um, yeah, but probably Conway just does age it for me as a, as a town. Yeah. I also went, I have missed that entirely, I went to Anglesey uh, one evening and I... It was a bit late because the castle was already closed at Beaumaris or Boomeris. I'm not sure the pronunciation of that. That's across an angle sea itself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that overlooks basically the Menai Strait and uh, Bangor, uh, Puffin Island. And you could just see, because it was getting a bit hazy, was uh, landing there in, in, the, in, the, in the distance. But, um, yeah, Boomeris, absolutely lovely little place as well. You can catch ferries across there, Puffin Island, and also boat trips on uh, through the Menai Strait, oh, okay. the bridges and things like yeah, that as well. Yeah. And I had some most marvellous fish and chips there as well. I was going to ask you about food, actually. That was something I was going to ask, because I know that's something we have been asked before yeah. about kind of recommended places to eat. So how, what did you do for food for those days well, that you were away? it wasn't exactly the healthiest. Uh, I had two lots of fish and chips on well, recommendations. fish and chips were good. Um, <laughs> I, I ate in um, a couple of cafes as well, but the fish and chips at um, uh, in Beaumont were absolutely Delicious. Now, one place I didn't try, apparently in London, no, it's, instead of fish and chips, it's going kind of like chish and fips or something of that nature. All oh, right, yeah. And that was been recommended as well by yeah. the family I was on the train with on the uh, uh, the, the Galate Explorer that was on oh, the yes. uh, Festival Welsh Highlands Railway. Yeah, so look, some lovely food. Yeah, and so you, I know you had bacon sandwiches in the morning before because oh, I know you. you oh, you're... I did. I put a picture on. Didn't <laughs> yeah. I? The on Bangor Station, there's um, a travel cafe there called the Snowden Cafe, and I had this bacon sandwich and a cup of tea or cuppa, and it was absolutely delicious. I, I did put a picture on, didn't I? Yeah, you did, yeah, and I, yeah. I will uh, share those yeah. again. So, so. Okay, so you've given us a kind of good overall view of kind of how you went and how your days were. Mm. How did you find it logistically? Because obviously you planned this with the buses, and how did it work? Yeah, the buses, I was very impressed with the uh, Arriva buses. Um, what I did before I uh, went on the trip was I looked at all the different buses and what were the, be- were the best tickets, because I did find the um, you can pay by cash or card on the buses. But what I opted to do was buy two M tickets, that's mobile tickets, and you activate them on the day that you use them, and then you just scan in the QR code on the bus. But I was relying on Wi-Fi on the buses, so at the time I was having to wait until I was on the bus to be able to access the, the QR code. But the, the drivers, every driver at Arriva was absolutely outstanding and really oh, helpful. That's good to yeah, know. and patient as well, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, very patient. yeah that's good to know. So have you got anybody any tips that you could give to anybody that would consider in this trip? I would. Firstly, after I've written this up as a as a post on the website, yeah. I'd use that as a as a good guide. But I would point out that the the uh the railways themselves do take up a big chunk of the day. And you've got logistics to get there. And I did see some of the car parts get quite full. So if you are driving You've got to allow yourself plenty of time to park your car. Right, that's goodness. Um, yeah. Some of them were not all uh, card or cash. 
bit of mixture, but there's one I think it was at Snowden, and it was said it was uh, um, card only. Oh, okay, phone, so, okay. Um, but yeah, another thing is if the train departs say at ten thirty, and a couple of them you had to be arrive thirty minutes before to collect your tickets. Even if you've bought online, you've got to go and present it 30 minutes before the train departs. It's just for logistics to get everybody on board. Okay, so yeah. then, uh, so you know when it comes to actually, do these sell out? So you can't just turn up on the day, you have to book ahead? Some you do. The, the Snowden Railway one is only a small uh, one or two coach, lot, uh, coach long. So you have yeah. specific seats booked on there as well. So they do get booked up. I was on the first one and the first one of the day and it was it was full. Yeah. Uh, there's no there's no standing room allowed because they have to have a clear view. Right. As it as a as it climbs. Oh yeah. In and ascent, yeah. But no, the the ticket only. I think there was on the Langotland. I think there was uh, some tickets available. Oh, okay, yeah. so that's good. To know. And the other thing, I would always arrive as much time as you can, particularly if it is a steam train or you want to take photos of the the coaches or the the locos. Yeah. Yeah, it's worth it. So, is there any other tips that you could share that with anybody that's considering, as I say, this sort of this sort of trip to North Wales? I would definitely do the um, one of the, a tour as well. It, uh, public transport works, but it pays to do your homework first and be sure and clear which buses you want to catch. Uh, because I did find, and I did talk to this on another couple couple in uh, on Anglesey, that some of the online bus times I don't always marry with the bus stop times. Because there's electronic displays and some paper and some printed timetables, but they don't always marry up. Right. So I was looking at both, but I was always arriving sort of 10 minutes before buses just to be doubly sure I was going to catch them. Yeah. Particularly on uh, on the Sunday when there was obviously going to be less buses travelling. Okay, no, that sounds uh, good. On the Aviva yeah. bus is also very good on board Wi-Fi. Okay, so that's yeah. good to know, so that people can use that as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think obviously you're going to write up your itinerary from the last week. So this, you know, your entire itinerary, including the bus times that you took, the trains that you took, yeah. will actually be available in a blog post on the website. Uh, I'm not sure if it will be ready by the time this podcast episode gets out, but but Doug will be working on it, and as soon as it's sorted, um, you know, you're gonna. It will you know, work on that. So um, have you got any kind of uh, final tip that you'd give, share with our yeah, listeners? I, I would say public transport is doable, uh, but shop around for the best deals of the, the bus tickets and be sure of what you're paying because I did find that there's also the bus tickets called a one bus um, ticket and that covers a lot of all the different operators in Wales. Mm -hmm. I did not know about that. I did not read about it anywhere, but that was one of the drivers that told me that. So it pays to shop around and make sure you get the right bus tickets. Okay, great. Well, thanks for um, chatting to us this week about your trip to Wales. Obviously, you know, it's the first time I've seen you for for five days since we were in Edinburgh, so it's good to chat with you about what you've been up to in Wales for the last few days as well. I've got so much I need to say about it. I'm (laughs) sorry it's a bit disjointed, everybody listening to that, but just so much I want to say about it. (laughs) Well, obviously, if anybody's got questions that they want to ask Doug about this, his trip around Wales, please join the Facebook group and you can come in there and, and ask Doug questions about the logistics, about what he what he enjoyed about this trip. But as I say, this is going to be written up as a blog post and it will be available on the website. Yep. One thing I will find, a few times I had to 
be a little bit more flexible with my times and buses and keep checking and that sort of thing. So it's about flexibility with the uh, with the itinerary. So I always happy to talk to anybody about trains and particularly North Wales. And finally, thank you everybody I came into contact with during my trip in North Wales. Everybody was so friendly and helpful. Oh, thank that's you. Great. That's great to know. So you can find all the uh, everywhere that Doug visited and more information. Obviously, a link to the, the upcoming post about um, his trip to Wales on the website at uktravelplanning.com forward slash episode 52. But all that leaves us to say for this week is, as always, happy happy UK UK travel planning. planning.